0: Today on 101.9 WDET, I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. Michigan's presidential primary is tomorrow, and the field of more than 20 candidates on the Democratic side has effectively narrowed down to two. Former Vice President Joe Biden and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. How are different blocks of voters throughout Southeast Michigan thinking about tomorrow's choices? We have assembled an all-star panel of folks here in Southeast Michigan to talk about that issue. Osama Sablani is the publisher of the Arab American News. Osama, always great to have you here on the show today. Sheila Cockrell is the CEO of Citizen Detroit and a former Detroit City Council member. Sheila, great to see you as well.
1: Glad to be here.
0: And Dave Garcia is executive director of Affirmations, Michigan's largest LGBTQ community center. Dave, welcome back to Detroit Today. All right. uh, It has been a wild and long primary cycle, and we're finally here just one day before we get to cast our ballots here in Michigan. Let's talk about your biggest takeaway so far from this process, Sheila, I'm going to start with you.
1: Uh, biggest takeaway is the <clears throat> intense interest uh, in this election, in this presidential preference primary. Gen- you know, for people in Detroit, we generally don't vote in March for anything. So the the fact that people are paying close attention, want to understand how the new rules um, after last uh, the constitutional changes last year uh, um, uh, impact them. We had a session on the millage and the presidential preference primary for Citizen Detroit Dinner and Dialogue last week. Over 300 people, our SVP, 200 or so showed up. Uh, it was uh, a great interest, not only in the presidential issue, but in local issues. There's a heightened um, interest in, policy, in public policy this year. I think it's a Trump effect.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as you mentioned, the rules are different here in Michigan, and they do have an effect. I I keep hearing from people who have taken advantage of no-reason absentee voting And have cast ballots for candidates who now are not on the ballot anymore, and now they're saying, "Hey, what do I do?" And you can go and, yes. and change that until tomorrow, I right. think at, at four pm Two, yes. or something, right?
1: That's yes, I mean, and that is Michigan' is one of the few states that permits people who voted for somebody who got out uh, to be able to come recast your ballot.
0: Yeah, uh, Dave Garcia. Yeah,
2: I agree with that. Uh, We have seen both at affirmations with our get out the vote efforts and town halls on absentee voting, trying to educate the community. Um, Many more people turned out. And in fact, in Super Tuesday, we saw 10% of voters at Super Tuesday were LGBT identified. That's a significant increase over years past. So I agree. We've seen a lot more interest than I've seen uh, in years past. I mean, obviously, the LGBT community is looking for a pro-equality candidate, and uh, while we cannot endorse that affirmations. We can certainly educate our community on those candidates that are more pro equality than others, and those that are attacking our community. For example, the yeah. Trump administration,
0: <laughs> right? Which is technically on the ballot tomorrow, I yes, guess. Yes, they but, are. Uh, yeah, I agree but, with that. Uh, but yeah. the excitement is on the is on the opposite side of the political spectrum, of course. Uh, Osama, what what, what uh, caught your eye this season?
3: Well, I think that you know I, we we've seen. Um very uh, excited community uh, in the last few days uh, in our community we've had uh, Bernie Sanders you know uh, in in town for a couple of days and uh, he had a very uh, energetic uh, crowd at uh, you know at one of our uh, schools in Dearborn Salinas schools uh, f- filled with with energetic people you know energized people and uh, of course John Kerry came in representing uh, Joe Biden he met with few people also at the Henry Hotel. And uh, so our community is excited about this election. Uh, as you know, the uh, the Arab American News came out in endorsement uh, for, uh, for Bernie Sanders. Uh, we did this in 2016, mm-hmm. and we did it again uh, uh, this year. And I think that uh, our community is ready to go out and vote, and, and we're gonna be voting in large numbers and uh, hopefully making a difference in this election.
0: So, so back in 2016, uh, the Arab American community played a huge role in the Democratic primary Correct. here in Southeast Correct. Michigan. I can remember in the the weeks in the run-up to the primary, people telling folks in the Clinton campaign that they needed to come yep. to Michigan and they needed to come specifically to Dearborn because right. she didn't have the kind of support that she thought she did from the Arab American community. And then on Election Day, that That proved to be true. That That, that, that Bernie Sanders did really well. That
3: is exactly what's happening in 2020. Uh, Apparently, people did not learn. People haven't learned their lesson. No, no, and 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 I think that uh, you know in in 2020 in tomorrow, um, there will be another lesson to be learned. You think you feel like
0: uh, the Arab American community will propel Bernie Sanders to another win here in Michigan?
3: I, I, am, I am hoping that we can do that, despite all these, uh, or in spite of all these, uh, uh, you know, polls that we're seeing right now. So you and say the polls this you know, morning say
0: he's a, really far behind.
3: Oh well, I, you know, look in, in two thousand and sixteen. I don't know if you you remember, Stephen, that uh, the polls showed the Hillary Clinton eighteen points ahead, that uh, just before the election. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I really I'm not really a fan of polls. <laughs> um, I, I think that people are going to be you know Bernie Sanders going to surprise a lot of people. So yeah.
0: so give me an idea of what you think it is about Bernie Sanders and his platform that appeals particularly to the Arab American community. Is it immigration or is it just the more progressive agenda?
3: I I, I you know I think that our community is socially uh, really uh, on the social end. It's uh, conservative. Mm-hmm. Politically, it's liberal, and and that's we've we've talked about this before. I think Bernie Sanders appealed to the community on many fronts. Number one, on the foreign policy, he's not a warmonger. and uh, on on the in, he did not vote for the Iraq War versus you know like Joe Biden voted for the Iraq War. We haven't seen, we haven't even heard from Joe Biden explaining why did he vote for the Iraq War, whether he regrets it or not. We have not heard this from him. I don't know if he said it. I've not heard it personally. And uh, second, you know like uh, on the, on the domestic front, you know let, let's just keep it on the foreign policy front for, for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Biden under the Obama administration was also instrumental in in the war in Yemen, in the war in, in Libya and the destruction of Libya and in Syria and in other places Sudan as well. So these are on the fro- foreign front, on the foreign policy front, on the domestic issues, you know our community has been suffering for a long time. From the so-called terrorist watch list that's been swelling, you know, like under under the Obama administration and the current administration, now it's about one point two million, and and it's it's increasing by the minute. And most of these people are Muslims and Arabs, and it's easy to get on this list. It's impossible to, to get, get off the off, list. Right. So so we've been talking about these issues, and we've talked to Hillary Clinton when she ran for president. She did not have an answer, and Joe Biden does not have. Bernie Sanders have the answers, and of course we're we're concerned about healthcare. We're concerned about uh, colleges. You know, we, our kids go to college, go to school. So we have like in Dearborn, seventy percent of the students are Arab American. So we would like to see a college, uh, you know, free college education because it's important. Also, the healthcare it's just going through the roof. What's happening right now, Stephen, is our healthcare is going down. And our cost of healthcare going is up. going up, sure. and that doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. We are the most, the greatest country on the face on the face of this earth, and we have this kind of healthcare policies. Hmm.
0: Uh, Sheila Cockrell, we had you on earlier, with uh, with a group of women uh, talking about how they were reacting to the the primary, the Democratic primary, and at that point, we had a lot of women in the field, uh, choices for women to make to to maybe elect a woman as president. Tomorrow on the ballot, really, we're down to two guys, two old white guys. guys. Uh, I wonder what what you make of what happened to what originally seemed like a really diverse field uh, and whether that's going to matter in the primary election, but also in November.
1: Well, first of all, I, I'm not here to endorse anybody. Citizen Detroit sure. is is nominally nonpartisan. I do think a couple of things that need to get said uh, need to be said is that th- I do not personally see you can draw a lot of comparisons between 2016 in Michigan and today. There's a fundamentally different dynamic, and that is the number of people who perceive the current occupant of the White House as an existential threat to the fundamentals of democracy. Uh, That's one. Two, in terms of what happened uh, to all the women candidates, uh, I think one of the things, there was way, just there were way too many people in this to begin with, uh, in the primary. It just, there were just way too many choices. Uh, And secondly, I I think that there are women. there There's 2024, and we need to keep that in mind. And that the foundation has been laid. Uh, there's no reason on the planet for a woman not to be president of this country. It's going to be a question of, of timing and of when.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like, for instance, Elizabeth Warren's tough road through this primary? At one point, she was the front runner. Correct. Once the once the votes started being cast, she really fell off very quickly how much do you think sexism and people's unwillingness to contemplate the idea of a woman being president actually played in warren's downfall
1: I think it's a, It was a, It is an important factor. I mean, at the end of the day, part of why Elizabeth Warren got punished was she actually put numbers to what it was going to cost to implement her policies. Bernie Sanders has really slipped through that question until most recently, and even at that point, the numbers are vague. Why is a woman being who's actually providing, you know, real plans? I have a plan for fill in the blank, as Elizabeth Warren did. Held to a different standard in terms of, of, of accountability for what it's going to cost. I think that's an expression of the structural uh, sexism and misogyny that's built into um, the political structures in this country. And it, it, but it is changing. I mean, the thing we can't um, progressive people of all stripes can't get defeated by what has been this outcome. This is this particular situation is different than any other normal, a normal presidential race. And I think that's part of what people are responding to. It's less about Elizabeth Warren, say, or Kamala Harris, and more about who can beat the guy in the White House. Yeah. Right.
0: And, and I keep reminding people that just four years ago, Americans went to the polls and elected right. a woman uh, by 3 million votes i mean it mm-hmm. wasn't even close correct uh, i mean she didn't end up with the presidency because we got this weird anti-democratic institution right. called the electoral college which makes it possible for the loser to, to actually win, win. Uh, but but that's not her fault and that's actually not the fault of voters, voters. i mean voters preference last time was for a woman to, be, to president. be president so it's it's not just possible it actually happened i also think that
2: you know this question of electability is in the forefront of all of our minds. And the voters voted. We have these two old white guys. I agree with that. I struggle. I mean, I usually have voted by now. My ballot is sitting in my passenger seat of my Jeep right now because I am still a bit undecided. (laughs) You haven't decided yet, really? Now, here's the thing. Who has the best chance of winning? Is Bernie going to be another Mondale and win one state? Is Joe Biden going to be another Bob Dole who's just the old establishment guy and and get killed? Is Bernie going to lose Florida because of his comments about Castro? Is by, I mean, I go back and forth all the time. And, I, and who's going to win? And really, it's who's going to win the Midwest? Who is going to win those Midwest states in Florida? Mm. Will win the presidency? Who has the best chance of doing okay. that? And that is where my mind, and I think a lot of people's minds are right now, who has the best chance of winning? And... And that's how,
0: you'll, that's how you'll cast your, bo- your I, vote. I, vote.
2: I that I really, is how I will cast my vote.
3: Yeah, I, I really think that uh, uh, what's important in the primary is to vote, be, your vote that should be based on principles. Who is the person that you really truly believe that you will be a best president of the United States at this time? Not who is going to beat Trump. Now, we can go to, to November. I mean, this is this debate is all over the United States. Should we pick someone who can beat Donald Trump? Or should we pick a person that can really save this country and bring us together? Hmm. That is the question. The question is, you know, in the primary, I, I encourage people to vote based on principles. Hmm. Who is the best person? Who has the best right. platform? And then when we go to the November, we we are already we picked together. We and, already and, picked right. a person that based on on the principle. Then we can go out and and vote for for the best person at that time. And I think that you know, for us to 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 Predict who is going to beat Donald Trump? It is impossible at this time. Really, it is. Who thought? Who thought that Donald Trump will be a president at the same? You know, and who th- Who can even assure us that Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump? That, that, that is re- it's really. It's just a propaganda that we are not really sure that this is going to happen. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it might happen. Well, but Stephen, to but your why, point, but why? But why? 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 Will we get together? Is, the question is why. The Bernie Sanders cannot beat Donald Trump. Well, well no one, no one here said that. But if, but what about
2: those Bernie Bros?
3: Are they going to sit home? Well, because uh, I, I don't know. Sit- I, I think I endorsed. I endorsed. Uh, 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 Bernie I hope Sanders. we can come together. I, I endorsed Bernie Sanders. Now I am going to wait between now. In November to see, you know, if Joe Biden is a candidate, I wanted to see what Joe Biden can do for our community and for the country. Mm -hmm. No one disagrees uh, with that. Well, no,
1: I was just going to say that that certainly has been a philosophy for generations: vote your heart in the primary and your, you know, and your head in the in the general. (laughs) That is, this is not a normal circumstance, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people. That's why there's a lot of people. I waited till after Super Tuesday (laughs) to figure out what I was going to do because it was like. I the the choices keep narrowing so quickly that sorting it out is hard. But I'm telling you, this is not the traditional every four years uh, cycle. And I think people are approaching it and with that different mode. Another thing needs to be made. I just want to remind people um, in in Michigan is when you go to the polls, you're going to be asked to pick your ballot. You have to pick whether you're going to vote in the Democratic primary or if you want to vote in the Republican primary or if you want a nonpartisan ballot only. Right. If you request a nonpartisan ballot, you you'll, the only issue you will have on there is the DIA Proposal. millage. Proposal. But that I think is a good. Is it,
3: it depends on which. In cities. Detroit, and that's have a what a school, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You could have schools in some yeah, other, yeah. Some yeah. other districts, yeah. right? Yeah, in Dearborn Heights, that is, is a, a school, school one. A school, yeah. one. The yeah.
2: importance of Michigan matters. And to to your point, the importance of Michigan matters. And even if in my heart I love Bernie, who wins the primary in Michigan? It will go a long way to the general. So I do agree that this year that you, is different. I'm glad that in your heart you love it. Is it is different. What's your heart? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just right. saying that I think I agree with you that this year is different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Michigan
0: yeah. especially Isn't it? matters. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with our all-star panel about tomorrow's primary elections. If you want to join the conversation, call in and tell us how you're feeling about the presidential race ahead of Michigan's primary tomorrow. Have you made up your mind? Are you still thinking about it let us know how you're thinking and what you're thinking 301 577 1019 is the number on the phones we'll be right back with more Detroit Today Right today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, I'm glad you tuned in. My guests are Osama Sablani. He is the publisher of the Arab American News. Sheila Cockrell is the CEO of Citizen Detroit and a former Detroit City Council member. And Dave Garcia is executive director of Affirmations, Michigan's largest LGBTQ community center We are talking about what we're all going to get up and go do tomorrow. Go and vote in the primary, the presidential primary. We've also got the DIA millage in southeast Michigan, and several communities have school millages. Uh, to consider as well. Uh, we, During the break, of course, the conversation among these three did not end and we kind of got into it a little over this idea of voting your heart or voting your head. Do you vote for Bernie Sanders because you believe in what he stands for or do you vote for Joe Biden because you think he has the best chance to beat Donald Trump in November. I think there are a lot of Democrats who are (laughs) contemplating that same question right now and maybe haven't made up their minds as we get ready to go vote tomorrow. If you want to give us an idea of what's going on in your mind, in your heart, before we get to balloting, give us a call, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page or to Twitter and put comments there. We'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Maureen and Troy. Maureen, welcome yes. to the show.
4: Yes. Go ahead. Hi. Hey. Uh, well, actually, my concern is whether either of these candidates could win the election. But I think by voting for Bernie Sanders, at least it will bring attention to the dichotomy that exists in the United States right now. I think if Biden were to be elected or be nominated, it would just be more of the same Democrat bashing. But by having uh, Bernie Sanders, at least he will bring a more progressive uh, argument to the table.
0: Yeah. So, Maureen, tell me if 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 you vote for Sanders tomorrow yeah. and and maybe he wins Michigan, but ultimately he doesn't win the nomination, and Joe Biden is the nominee, are you committed to voting for whoever the Democrats nominate yes. in November? Yes. You are.
4: Yes. I mean, as it's been said, Trump is still the most da- dangerous president of our time. So, yes, it, it beats, I if we can beat Trump, it would be great. Um, but I also think that the younger people would be energized to at least doing something. Also, I think we need to really protect our con- uh, congressional seat, mm. um, you know, get the Democrats out to keep Peterson in office and keep all our Democratic uh, Congress people. Yeah.
0: Maureen, I really appreciate the call uh, and the comments. Let's go to Sue in Corktown, who's thinking about the same question. Sue, welcome to the program.
5: Thank you. Hey, I am 77 and I'm as old as the most of the candidates. And I think they're all too old, and I agree with what Sheila said about Elizabeth Warren and women and Hillary. I just voted absentee for Joe Biden because, and I voted for Bernie four years ago, Hmm. but I'm afraid, so he really reflects, he and Elizabeth, my views, priorities, but I don't think he can win Bernie, Uh, and I think we will lose the Senate again and possibly the House. With so those sixteen or so people that won in eighteen on the you know borderline districts, and so I I did it out of what I consider, and I might be wrong, strategic thinking that we have got to win and get rid of quote the rot in the White House.
0: Hmm. Wow, uh, Sue, I I appreciate the call uh, and the comments, and I think uh, the, the both callers here were really reflective of of the split that, uh, that, that I think is going on in a lot of voters' minds. Let's, let's go to Keith in Detroit before I get back to the panel. Keith, welcome to Detroit today.
6: Hey, thanks Love the show. Uh, my comment is more or less, I, I was a uh, fan of uh, Elizabeth Warren because oftentimes she was obviously the only adult in the room, (laughs) uh, on a lot of the events, the debates, and, uh, um, hands down the most qualified candidate in my opinion. Um, just from uh, her, her voting record and, and what she's uh, done and what she believes uh, from a historical perspective. Everyone's throwing their eggs in the basket behind Bernie. And I think the ultimate issue is, is that I don't feel like the Trump administration and William Barr are done with him yet. So everybody's assuming that this whole charisma uh, thing is done and over with. And uh, I don't think so. Oh,
0: well, you're I talking about that, you're talking about Biden, not Bernie there. Right.
6: Yeah, yeah. That's, yes. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Biden. Yeah. Okay. So when when when, when uh, if, if he is uh, uh, turns out to be the uh, the, the the candidate, uh, selected, I I think uh, Trump is going to um, and uh, William Barr is going to do whatever they can to discredit him and bring up things uh, that that doesn't necessarily make sense. It could be a lie, but it's been uh, obviously shown over uh, the last uh, few years that if you say something enough people will believe it, whether it's true or not.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Keith, I, I really appreciate uh, the call and and the comments there. I, I I think lots of people are worried about how the Trump administration might attack a Biden candidacy. And you're right, absolutely right about how they would, would go about doing that. I'm going to go back to the panel here and get their reactions to the callers. Dave so Garcia, Steve, go ahead. Uh, first of all, we know Trump's going to attack either
2: one of them, whether it's Biden and, and uh, Hunter Biden, or whether it's Uh, Bernie and socialism. My mind keeps going back to the Midwest. Now, Biden has significant support from the African-American community. I don't see that going away. And it has shown up in droves, whereas Bernie is going to need as big a turnout, if not more than Obama had in his first run. And we're not seeing that youth turnout in the primaries. And that worries me. And so if we know that Biden's got the black vote, especially in the Midwest, and Biden is struggling in Florida, or I'm sorry, Bernie's struggling in Florida. Those are the strategic, to your caller's point, that's the s- strategy,
3: as we've heard, <laughs> that is
2: going on in my mind every hour.
3: Mm. Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, Osama? If you believe in Newton's Newton formula or theory for every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to be Trump, you got to go to the opposite and equal reaction.
0: You so as far be, you know, left as possible. You
3: not far left. I, I don't think I don't think in here. You know we're scaring people of socialism. You know socialism is in Germany. Socialism is in France. Socialism is in uh, Great Britain. Socialism is in America. Uh, Franklin uh, Dylan, uh, Roosevelt was a socialist in the sense of. The, the Social yeah. Security I mean, and the and, and Every America. Western
0: democracy has yeah, yeah. a high I mean, degree communism of communism
3: is another and, thing. Right. But socialism, mm-hmm. democracies, the, the democratic socialism is acceptable. And it has been proven that it works. And it saves people, people's life, and advances countries. And our country right now, in the United States of America, we need something to be done about our health care and about our education and about our taxes too. And I think that yes, Bernie Bernie Sanders has some radical views, but there are some. There there, there should be a radical change in America because we're going downhill, and and, and something has to be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I share. First of all, I think um, the in, the entire Democratic Party has moved farther to the left than it's been in the past. I mean, some of the, some of Biden's positions are go past where where um, uh, President Obama. Stood, so that's one th- one change that I think has already happened, and that was the sweep of the I think the majority of people who were running uh, in the big in the in this primary for down the Democratic side to begin with. But to your point, um, Osama, I do believe there needs to be personally I believe there needs to be fundamental stra- change uh, in the in the American economy and in the relationship it it has to to normal every everyday people. We have socialism in the United States for the rich. We don't have it for anybody else. The question of how do we get there and what is the timeline for doing that? And is the right moment when, there is, when when the occupant of the White House today represents the kind of fundamental threat to democracy that he does, is this the time to try to go hard left? Or is it the time to set the stage? we got to believe. Remember, this is 2020. There is 2024. And the opportunity to make fundamental restructuring change to the United States, you feel like I is think, then? is going to yeah. be then,
0: okay. not now. We're, we're going to run Sorry. out of time, of, of course. I mean, it's. I would love to have you guys here all Join day. the revolution, Sheila. <laughs> Sheila, uh. join the revolution. Join the revolution. All right. So yeah. predictions very quickly before, before we end. David Garcia, who wins
3: tomorrow? Biden. Biden? Biden. Biden. I'm hoping that Bernie Sanders will win. But what do you think is going to happen? I think Bernie Sanders is going to win. You think he's
0: going to yeah. win? All yeah. right. Okay. Well, Osama Siblani, publisher of the Arab American News, Sheila Cockrell, CEO of Citizen Detroit, and Dave Garcia, executive director of Affirmations, Michigan's largest LGBTQ community center. It is really great always to have you guys here for exciting political conversation on Detroit Today. Thanks for coming by.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All
0: right. Be sure to tune in tomorrow when we're going to talk with Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson uh, about tomorrow's primary and the new and unique challenges to administering this and other elections here in 2020. It's going to look really different than it has in the past, and she will explain why. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.